We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Exxon Radio and TV show is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio and TV show or in any manner endorsed by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, Talkstar Radio Network, its affiliated stations, or employees. All-Hit Radio. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. I went to a garden party with my old friends A chance to share old memories And play our songs again When I got to the garden party They all knew my name No one recognized me I didn't look the same But it's alright now I learned my lesson well Welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. Coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Worldwide toll-free, 1-800-610-7035. Email exxon at exxonradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, exxonradiotv at hotmail.com. And our website, www.exxonradiotv.com. Don't forget, Exxon Nation, you can always go to the X Chronicles newspaper stand that has over 40 of our current and past editions. And read them online free with the compliments of author Lucia Mann at www.xchronicles-newspaper.com forward slash newspaperstand.htm. My guest this hour is Carol Brody Fleet. She is an award-winning author of Widows Wear Stilettos, a practical and emotional guide for young widows, which was published by New Horizons Press, as well as the author and executive producer of the best-selling CD, Widows Wear Stilettos, What Now? She is the founder and CEO of Widows Wear Stilettos, widely recognized as a leader and expert in the areas of grief and loss recovery. Joining me now to talk about her new book, Happily Even After, A Guide to Getting Through and Beyond the Grief of Widowhood, which was published by Viva Editions, and it's brand new, is Carol Brody Fleet. And Carol, welcome back to the X-Zone. Thank you so much, Rob. It's great to be back with you. So tell me a little bit about your new book, Happily Even After. Uh, we're really excited about it, Rob. It is, it's the first book of its kind mm-hmm. in the genre. There's just simply nothing like it in the marketplace. It is actually a question-and-answer book for anyone who's experienced the loss of a spouse, uh, whether you're technically married or not. Mm -hmm. And the questions in the book 
come from actual letters written by real widows and widowers that have uh, come to me through the years through widowswearstilettos.com. And we've taken those letters and excerpted the questions. Some are very common and some not so common. And we've answered those questions. And they run the gamut. Every kind of situation and scenario you could imagine, and a few you might not imagine, are in that book. And we're thrilled to be able to bring this book to the widow community. Are, there, are widows getting younger and younger all the time? What's going on as far as this? Well, the, certainly the demographic of the widow community mm-hmm. has grown dramatically, and that's, that's not a great thing, obviously. No, of course not. Uh, this is due in large part to the wars that we've, we've seen in the last 10 years. Uh, we've certainly also had some very large, high-profile events that have created uh, younger widows and widowers. Mm-hmm. Uh, 9-11 yeah. comes to mind, Oklahoma City, uh, Hurricane Katrina, uh, I mean, many high-profile events. And then there are people like me whose, whose husband got sick and died or, you know, they died suddenly or what have you. So you, you do have a, an increase in that demographic. But also, we as a society are living longer. Hmm. So the widowed community as a whole is also growing because of that. You and I have to take a two-minute commercial break, uh, Carol. When we come back, more with our special guest to this hour, Exonation, Carol Brody-Fleet. We're talking about her new book, Happily Even After, A Guide to Getting Through and Beyond the Grief of Widowhood. 1-800-610-7035, worldwide toll-free. Email exxon at exxonradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, TV at hotmail.com. And our websites, www.exxoneradiotv.com. And you can listen to the Exxon Radio Show 724-365 at www.xzbn.net forward slash live.htm. The Exxon is a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. It's a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. And the Exxon comes to you Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern. On the Talkstar Radio Network, Exxon Broadcast Network, UK High Definition Radio, Euro High Definition Radio, Star Cable, and our growing family of broadcast affiliates worldwide. My name is Rob McConnell. Carol Brody Fleet is my guest, and we'll be back on the other side of this two-minute commercial break here in the Exxon. Don't go away. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. 
Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Guess I'm on my way Need any friend And the way I feel now I guess I'll be with you till the end Guess I'm on my way Mighty glad you stayed 1-800-610-7035 worldwide, toll free, email xzone at xzoneradiotv.com, on MSN Messenger, xzoneradiotv at hotmail.com, and our website, www.xzoneradiotv.com. My guest this hour, Exonation Carol Brody Fleet, who is an award-winning author. We're talking about her new book, Happily Even After, A Guide to Getting Through and Beyond, the Grief of Widowhood. It's published by Viva Editions. And for more information on Carol, visit her website at www.widowswearstilettos.com. Uh, I was wondering if you could give us a, an idea how widows and or widowers can actually embrace the uh, the new the new surroundings, their new lifestyles, as well as them a new them. Well, first of all, it's important to understand that by embracing the life that has been handed to mm-hmm. you through no choice of your own, that you can still treasure and honor and love your past. And too many widows and widowers see it as an either-or proposition. You know, if I embrace the life that I'm living, and by embrace, in my world, that means live abundantly right. and happily and with purpose, that... By doing that, you're disrespecting or dishonoring your past, and that's not true at all. You, there is room for both. Your, both your lives, pre-widowhood and post, can coexist, and they should. And it's so important to understand that you are not dishonoring or forgetting about or, or otherwise disrespecting your beloved or the life that you led with them by moving forward into a new life. That's, if there's nothing else to take away from our talk this morning, take that away. How about learning to live as a single person in a couple's world? That must be very hard for people who have been married any length of time because, you know, it, it's no more I, it's we, and then all of a sudden it's back to I with a lot of hurt, a lot of grief. Exactly. And when you throw also throw into that the fact that you, you might not be surrounded by the most positive mm-hmm. or even supportive people. That can be quite a challenge. And you do sometimes, I call it feeling like the cruise director on Noah's Ark. Wow. That is, a, that, that, that is, that is a, a tough thing. But the important thing to also realize here is that you're not alone. You're not by yourself. That's the wonderful thing about having formed the community that we have in Widows Wear Stilettos is that you can meet other people who have experienced the walk that you're walking right now and together 
by creating a dialogue and understanding that we're not alone, we can move ahead together. And then you might not be coupled off. You might not be Mr. and Mrs. one half of the two of you. Mm -hmm. But you are at least with other people who understand. And that is a great source of comfort in and of itself, is understanding that you're not alone and you don't have to suffer in silence. You know, I was reading uh, through the information that was sent to us, and and one of the one of the sentences that you said is, "Don't just go through, grow through it." Precisely. How, how do you explain that? Precisely, because it is a growing process. You you are not the same person that you were when you got married. Mm -hmm. You cannot go through the widowhood process in in any form and come out the other end being exactly the same. You are changed. And in, in some respects, I miss pre-Widow Carol. In some respects, mm -hmm. pre-Widow Carol was a lot more fun, mm -hmm. a lot more frivolous, uh, a little more lighthearted. But in, in other respects, Rob, I really dig post-Widow Carol, i got to say, because, you know, most of us don't get to, de to discover just how strong they are and the depths of what it is that we're made of. And I did get to discover that through the healing process, as do all of our widows. You, you, you find out just what kind of survivor you are, not just a survivor, but what a blessing it is to be able to look at someone and say, you know, mm -hmm. I'm not going to cut and run when the going gets tough, and I'm, I'm going to be there, and I can withstand the storm. And not, and we obviously we don't sign up for that learning experience, but since it was handed to us, why not grow from it? Why not take that and use it as a jumping off point to grow and become the person that we never dreamed that we could be? What are some of your tips for widows and widowers who have to rebalance their life? Everything has to be rebalanced and, and it must be a very hard process for people to go through, but how do they do it? How can they best achieve this when they've got people reminding them to uh, reminding them about their life before? And you know, there, it reminds me of the old song. There's something. There's always something there to remind me. That's, yeah. How do you get past right. that? How do you get past that? Well, first of all, uh, and again, you know, I, I don't think that a title of a book mm -hmm. is, you know, called Don't Let This Happen to You is a great title. But really, so much of what is in both of the books comes from some of the mistakes that I made. And one of the mistakes that I made and that a lot of widows make is you tend to look at your whole healing journey at, at once. Mm -hmm. In other words, you've got to transition financially. You have to transition legally. You have to transition emotionally. Maybe you have children. They need transitioning too. And you tend to look at it in all one big lump, and that's overwhelming. And that thought just wants to send me back into the fetal position. If we look at it one day at a time, one thing at a time, today I'm going to do something that needs to be taken care of financially, and then I'm going to have some tea and put it away. And I'm going to not try and heal in 24 hours because mm -hmm. I accept that it cannot be done. When you start, you, when you back up, slow down and say, okay, there's no rush, no matter what anyone is telling me, and I'm going to do this in my way and in my time as long as I don't cope destructively, that's how it happens. That, you know, it's the, the old thing, how do you eat an elephant? One bite, One at, bite a time. at a time. Exactly, yeah. It's the same thing with widowhood. That's, you, that's how you 
you, you nibble away at that elephant is one step at a time. And you also embrace the fact that it is not fast. It is not easy. Mm-hmm. It is not overnight. You don't wake up one day going, aha, Eureka, I magically healed. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. A lot of people have their own set specifications for the period that one is supposed to grief before one carries on <laughs> with one's life. And I, I've seen this with friends and I've seen this with family. And, you know, away from the person, I, I always say, they know what is best for them. Right. <laughs> so why does, why does society always want to stick their nose into other people's business, especially... <laughs> At, at this, well, at this very horrific time. Yeah, that's... I mean, you know, <laughs> if I could answer that, I'd probably put the tabloid press out of business. Um, but um, the, the short and easy mm-hmm. and obvious answer, really, is that, by and large, society is uncomfortable with loss, and they don't want to talk about it. So it is easier for me, if you would just go ahead and get over it, Rob, it's been six months, or it's been two years, or it's been yeah. whatever time parameter I feel is appropriate for you. So, okay, time's up, you know, put your grief away. And that is because people don't know how to handle loss. They don't know what to say. They do, and even if they did, we really don't want to talk about it because if we don't talk about it, it's not going to happen, right? <laughs> so that is, that is the short answer. Wow, and it's, it's, it's not untrue. I, I just, I just uh, heard from a widow mm-hmm. whose boss told her, um, it's been a year. You're done. No more. You, you're making other people uncomfortable. How horrible is that? Well, I, I, I'm just wondering if there are those people out there who actually take advantage of this and use it to their benefit instead of getting on with it. Well, I, you know, I wouldn't say benefit so much. I would say I have seen people use it as a reason not to move forward. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, it comes to mind a widow that I coached years ago when I, when I was uh, coaching Mm -hmm. and anything you told, you you said to her, I can't, I'm a widow, whether it was changing a light bulb or going out to dinner or whatever, I can't, I'm a widow. And when we finally started talking about it and she was using her widowhood status Mm -hmm. out of fear of moving forward. And then also out of that disrespect and dishonoring fear that we were talking about uh, a few minutes ago. Um, once she realized that widowhood does not define you, it shapes you, but it doesn't have to define you. And once you recognize that this is not a destiny, mm-hmm. then she began to quit using that as a reason not to move forward. Now, so a lot of times it's not even conscious. People don't consciously use widowhood mm-hmm. as a crutch. Well, well I, I know, but... Isn't it possible there are those people out there who, I, I hate to say it like this, but I, I'm a straight shooter, who love the attention they get, attention that they've never had before, and they prolong the grief in order to keep on getting this attention? Well, that is, uh, that is crossing over the, to, into the realms of uh, psychological mm-hmm. disorder. And because we know that there are those people who relish um, being the center of attention through uh, a negative or challenging situation, yeah. whether it's, I mean, there's Munchausen syndrome by proxy, mm-hmm. where, you know, so people will actually make themselves or other people sick so they can garner the sympathy. Obviously, you know, the, I cannot speak for the millions of widows and widowers in the world, but in my experience, by and large, what I have found is that when you 
do hear people almost relishing their widowhood, there is there's an underlying cause. And in my experience, the underlying cause is if I don't remain a widow, I'm being disrespectful. I'm cheating. Um, I've caught my limit. There's only one love for me, and they're gone now. So that's what that's what we're talking about here. You and I have to take another commercial break, my dear friend. Please stand by. Always great talking to you, Carol. And, and once you, again, congratulations on a great book. Uh, I love people who help other people, and you are just one of the greatest people when it comes to sharing your experiences in order to help those who face a devastating time in their lives. Please stand by. Carol Brody Fleet is my special guest, Exxon Nation. For more information on Carol and how you can find out more about her new book entitled Happily Even After, A Guide to Getting Through and Beyond the Grief Widowhood, visit her online at www.widowswearstilettos.com. My name is Rob McConnell. This is The Exxon. I'll be back after the news with Carol Brody Fleet. Don't go away. have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Combo meal. Single item at regular price. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet. You're listening to the X-Zone Radio Show, live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network. X-Zone Broadcast Network, UK High Definition Radio, Euro High Definition Radio, and Star Cable. Our toll-free telephone number worldwide is 1-800-610-7035. Our email address, xzone at xzoneradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, xzoneradiotv at hotmail.com. And our website, www.xzoneradiotv.com. Welcome back, everyone. Carol Brody Fleet is my special guest, and we're talking about Carol's new book. It's entitled, um, let me see, I was looking at the wrong page here, Happily Even After, 
a guide to getting through and beyond the grief of widowhood. Her website is www.widowswearstilettos.com. Carol, when is it time, or is there any time when person, a person who is widowed should give themselves permission? When are we, you know, we're talking about dating, love, intimacy. Mm-hmm. And I understand you, there's something called the five-date rule. <laughs> That's the question you're leading with. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Why, why um, tread softly? Let's right get in. Let's get right into the seriousness of it all. <laughs> oh my gosh, you you really caught me off guard, my friend. The five date rule mm-hmm. is a is a tongue in cheek way of kind of you know what what are the rules of intimacy? When is it okay to reengage once you you've met with somebody? And there's there seems to have been in the last few years this five date rule where you you promise yourself you're going to give yourself five dates before you engage intimately with somebody. And the questions that I get is, well, what if you're not ready after five dates? Well, then you're not ready after five dates. You know, whether it's the fifth date or the 25th date, you don't involve yourself that way until you're ready. And so the the five-date rule, and we've got a lot of those letters uh, asking about the five-date rule, which is why we had to discuss it in the book, Mm -hmm. is saying there are no hard and fast rules. Except for one, I am dead set against the first date rule, which should be fairly clear. Uh, the only thing that should be happening after the first date rule, is, or after the first date, is uh, going to bed with a uh, wonderful cup of tea in an old movie. Yeah, but what happens? Uh, what happens if it's the person's been a widow or a widower for a year, and you know they're, they're mature, they've got mm-hmm. it all together, they meet somebody that they consider to be the right one. Mm-hmm. You know, shouldn't they be able to toss the one-date rule aside? Um, like, well, they're consenting, you they're consenting you, you, I mean, adults. You, you certainly can toss yeah. the one-date rule aside. Mm-hmm. Um, and you are running about a 95% chance of never hearing from that person again. Well, so because, well, that, that works with the, with the single set news, uh, the singles oh, anyway. Absolutely, so. absolutely. Yeah. That, that this, is, this is kind of a, 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 an all-purpose rule here. Mm. Uh, and it, it's a risk that you run. You know, you don't lose your birthday if you breach the first date rule. But, uh, you know, are you in it for the long run? Yeah. And, you know, everybody does have their own set of values and beliefs. Um, I personally don't think that after one date that you can know somebody so well that you would want to take that step no. with them. And you know what? I, I agree with you 100%, but I'm sure there are people out there that say, oh, come on, you're being prudish for goodness sake. But, Which is funny because, yeah. you know, you, if you know me and you do, yeah. I, that is the last thing that I am. But right. what I also try and do here is protect a widow's emotions and feelings. That's and right. obviously, when you've been widowed, you are innately lonely. It's a very difficult transition and adjustment to make. The loneliness it can, is, is it's physical. There's this mm-hmm. big hole in the bed next to you. There's this big hole in your heart. Yeah. And you want to so badly to fill that hole. Unfortunately, you might be doing what could be seen as a positive thing for the wrong reason. Yeah. And you might be even making that step with the wrong person. I recommend, you know, the first date rule is a good rule to, to adhere to. 
I agree with you. And, you know, there are times when I have to play the devil's advocate, and this was certainly one of them. Now, dealing with it, <laughs> now, when it comes to dealing with a spouse's ongoing serious illness or, mm-hmm. or hospitalization or of a period of what could be many years, how do, how do people cope with this rule? And, and, you know, once again, you know, this, these are very difficult times for these people. How, do, how does this play, and, and what can they do to make it easier on themselves as well as on their spouse? Well, I was one of those people who dealt with the long-term illness, and mm-hmm. long-term for me was just over uh, two years uh, between diagnosis and death for, for my late husband, Mike. There are people, obviously, who have to fight on for much longer, even. So, and, that, and that is difficult. What the most important thing that you need to do is remember that the illness, whatever it is you're dealing with, it's not just the patient. The patient obviously is the primary focal point and their comfort as the journey progresses. But if you're not taking care of yourself in all respects, you're not going to be any good to anybody. And again, this comes from the don't let this happen to you department. I saw asking for help or accepting offers of help as weakness. I saw that as a failure. I didn't understand that nobody can do it all by themselves. I didn't get that, not until I jeopardized my own health, (laughs) unintentionally, but that was the net result. And it is not a sign of weakness to say, I need help with this, nor is it a sign of strength to say, you know, I'm going to do this by myself, because it's not going to work. Accept help, whether that help comes in the form of respite so you can take a nap or get out for a couple of hours, or if that help comes in the form of seeking therapy from a doctor or a mental health expert. How about when it comes to the children of the family? How can you help them? Because they are affected the same way as the widow or the widower are. They may not be the lifetime partner, but gosh, this is mom or this is dad, or this is grandma, this is grandpa, you know? That's absolutely correct. And again, this was a mistake that I made uh, myself. Uh, my, my daughter, uh, Kendall, was nine at the time Daddy was diagnosed, and she was 11 when he passed away. Mm-hmm. And when uh, Mike was diagnosed, and he had uh, Lou Gehrig's disease, oh, heavens. my initial instinct was the same instinct that every single parent in the world has, shield the child from pain, shield them from mm-hmm. the reality, because the reality will make itself known soon enough. Well, what I didn't realize that what I was doing was actually creating more fear. Because when you aren't honest in a way that a child can understand in an age-appropriate manner, when you're not honest and you're trying to shield them, you're actually creating uncertainty. And the greatest fear in the world is the fear of the unknown. That's why we fear death. You know, we don't fear going to the store because that's a known quantity. We fear death because that's unknown. Nobody really knows what happens at that moment in time. The greatest stressor is the unknown and uncertainty. When you are honest with your child in a way that they can grasp and understand, and that's not fun and it's not easy, but when you are, at least they understand. They are now part of the dynamic. They are part of the process. And I even, I started to let Kendall contribute by, you know, making her dad a snack that he could manage to eat or combing his hair or just helping with little things that made her feel a part of the equation rather than sheltered from it, not knowing, you know, is daddy going to die today? So that, that helps mitigate 
the fears and the trepidation a little bit. It doesn't help with the with the reality of death if mm-hmm. you know when it occurs. But it certainly it, it makes for more restful nights in the interim in the meantime. In your opinion, should we in North America look at death differently instead of the loss? Should we celebrate the life of the person? I think celebrating life is very important. I think acknowledging loss is extremely important mm-hmm. because, like we said at the top of the show, that's one of the problems here, yeah. is we, we don't want to talk about it, we don't want to acknowledge it, we just want to sweep it under the carpet. Well, that doesn't, that doesn't lend itself to healthy grieving. And grieving unacknowledged is grief that will come back to bite you. It's not if, it's when. You can't skip over any part of the situation. Now, when you talk, when, when you talk about uh, you know, viewing death differently, um, when I say that we need to acknowledge grief and loss, that doesn't mean for a second that when I get, get on an airplane and that plane starts bouncing around that I'm not scared to death. I, I am scared. So I'm in I. no hurry <laughs> to, 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 to find out what's on the other side. It's <laughs> not just yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, there, there's kind of a difference here. It's what, what, what I'm talking about is once death happens or once death is imminent and loss has occurred and you're dealing with a bereaved individual, it's so important to create that environment where somebody can feel free to grieve and to talk about it and to move forward with the process and move through the process rather than feeling like they have to shut up and shut down. In your opinion, how does one deal with the widowhood and grief when the marriage was anything but, and I'm going to put this word in quotations, ideal? And this this is such a great question, Rob, because nobody thinks about that. When we talk about widows and widowers, Everybody speaks very lovingly mm-hmm. about their wonderful husband and their wonderful life. And every- And let's say you were in the middle of a divorce mm-hmm. and your spouse passed away. Or you found out that your husband died from his mistress. And you, you, you think that these situations aren't really common. And sadly, they're more common than you think. Um, you have to em- actively embrace the grief that you're feeling because... You're, you're not, in, 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 the, in the example of the mistress, you're not just grieving a loss, you're grieving a betrayal. And it's a betrayal that you can't confront directly. So you've got a plurality of loss here, mm-hmm. okay? Um, if you were mid-divorce, this kind of grief will catch you by surprise. And then you have people around you saying, well, you were in the middle of a divorce, so why are you sad? Because it doesn't. A divorce does not erase the life that you had with this person. You may have had children with this person. You And no matter what the situation, you got up there in the big white dress or wherever you were, and you promised to build a life with this person, and it didn't work out. There's a loss there, too. Um, I, I've dealt with so many widows and widowers that were mid-divorce or were actually divorced. It was final. And, that, and then their, their ex-spouse passed away, and they were shocked yeah. at the level of their grief. And again, it's about giving permission to, to, to grieve. It's about saying, it's okay for you to feel mm-hmm. that way. It's all right for you to mourn the loss of this person whom you once shared a life with. How do we deal with grief, or how do people deal with the grief that is caused by the loss of a husband or a wife? During the holiday seasons, how do they bring joy back 
into their lives, into their hearts, into their homes, and into the hearts of, of their family members? Once again, this comes from direct experience because uh, Mike passed away six days before Christmas mm. and right in the middle of Hanukkah. Uh, we were an interfaith uh, couple, so we celebrated everything. And that was, you know, there's never, ever, ever a good time mm-hmm. to lose your spouse. But there are certainly times that are worse than others. And that was a challenge because at that moment in time, of course, you're numb. And you don't even realize that the holidays are going on around you. Not really. But the year after, when you are far more cognizant of, of what is happening around you, it's tuning into you. And if, it's, if this is applicable, tuning into your children and doing what's right for you at that moment in time. And that will change and evolve over the years. It was, it's kind of interesting because it's been 11 and a half years for me now. And it's interesting to look back and see the evolution and the complexion that the holidays have taken on. And for us, the holidays are once again a time of joy. We obviously remember Mike at the holidays in, in lovely ways, but it does, it, it does return eventually. Again, it's about patience with you. It's mm-hmm. about tuning into you and tuning out influences around you that are not supportive and that are not positive and that are not interested in helping you heal in your way. Tune into you. What do you want? How do you feel? And act accordingly. There's a difference between celebrating a holiday and observing a holiday. You can observe a holiday without dancing on tables and wearing a party hat. And a lot of people don't understand that there's a difference. Exonation, my guest this hour is Carol Brody Fleet. Now, besides being an award-winning author, she is also the founder and CEO of the nonprofit service organization, Widows Wear Stilettos. Now, if you'd like to contact uh, Carol, if you'd like to find out more about her, if you'd like to purchase her books, visit her website at www.widowswearstilettos.com. That's www.widowswearstilettos.com. Carol and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break as the Exxon continues from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Once again, my guest this hour is Carol Brody Fleet. We're talking about her new book, Happily Even After, A Guide to Getting Through and Beyond the Grief of Widowhood. It's published by Viva Editions. And once again, her website is www.widowswearstilettos.com. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break as the Exxon continues from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. My name is Rob McConnell. Don't go away. wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. ba da ba ba Great news. 
For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. And welcome back, everyone. Carol Brody Fleet is my special guest. She has a brand new book out entitled Happily Even After, A Guide to Getting Through and Beyond the Grief of Widowhood. It's published by Viva Editions. Her website is www.widowswearstilettos.com. First of all, Carol, thank you very much for joining us. And as I told you off air, I love what you do, the amount of people that you help and the amount of hearts and, and people you help to mend. It's just phenomenal. Thank you from everyone who hasn't had the opportunity of thanking you in person. Well, thank you for, for having me on the show and for being such a wonderful support of Widows Wear Stilettos, which you have been for a number of years. Oh, it's our and pleasure. Because without, without people like you, uh, we not do what we do all over the world, actually. Uh, it's, you know, a message is only as good as its messenger, and you and members of the media have been so phenomenally supportive through the years. So we thank you uh, tremendously for that. It is my true pleasure. One final question, because we have about two minutes left here. How does one get back to the things they love to do? By choosing to go back to the things that they love to do. Again, the whole healing process really comes down to one thing. It's a choice. You, you choose to move forward. You get up and you say, today I am going to figure out what it is that's going to take me in a forward direction. I'm going to find the tools, whether it's in the form of books or organizations or audio aids or the internet. I am going to take control over a situation that I've had no control. And once you do that, the pieces do start to fall into place. What happens and this is a topic I do not like talking about. We'll have to have you back on because I'm sure this is going to be another hour in itself. When it's a child that passes, leaving mom and dad behind. That is another, uh, that, that is another uh, show in, in, in and of itself. And I would never be so arrogant as to say, well, the steps are the same. Yeah. Because we all know that the loss of a child is completely out of the natural order of things. And that is, a, it's, again, it's very important to immediately get the support 
that you are going to need to move through what is undoubtedly one of the most horrendous experiences that can ever be imagined. We'll have to have you back on, Carol, to talk about that, because I'm sure that weighs very heavy on a lot of minds, and it's one of those things people don't want to talk about. Absolutely, because nobody wants to imagine that, that horror. But it does happen. It is happening. And again, the, the uh, bereaved parents need help. They yes. need hope. They need a, a light in the darkness. They need Carol. <laughs> Carol, I want to thank you so much for joining us. Take care of yourself, my dear friend. We'll have to have you back on in the very near future to talk about that and much more. Until then, take care of yourself and thank you for all the wonderful things that you do. Thank you again, Rob. Take care, dear. Exonation, Carol Brody Fleet has been my guest this hour. She is the author of a new book that was just released, Happily Even After, A Guide to Getting Through and Beyond the Grief of Widowhood. Her website, www.widowswearstilettos.com. I'll be back on the other side of the news at six and a half minutes past the hour. As the Exxon continues, we're right here from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.